When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack File Studios in Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars. I'm your host, Ken Knapsack, and we are here for episode 25 of Spotlight Star Wars, titled Of Comics, Toys, and Trailers. That is because at the time of this recording, which is Saturday afternoon here in the lovely San Fernando Valley, uh, we are looking at the Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer set to be released uh, Monday, October 19th. So if you're listening to this afterwards, I'm not doing a breakdown. I'll probably do that separately. But this is the anticipation building for the trailer. The story I first heard actually from the guys at Schmoes No. The website ran a rumor story that, hey, the trailer's coming on the 19th Monday. Uh, no one really listened or believed us. But now it looks as though it's true. And many other uh, outlets started running with the story. And um, that's where we are now, where it's pretty much fact Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. PST. We've got the Star Wars trailer coming. We knew it was going to come because J.J. Uh, Abrams had said it's Star Wars Celebration and other, uh, I think, Comic-Con. Hey, uh, trailer is coming in the fall. You will get what is uh, probably the first full and final uh, and only major trailer, the first two being teaser trailers, and then you had the special behind-the-scenes thing we saw at uh, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con this year, and that was pretty darn cool, Um, uh, but that was an official trailer, so this will be the first full trailer, if I'm to believe I'm using the right terminology, and I'm excited. Uh, As I've said before, I... I I could live without a trailer. I have seen all I want to see about The Force Awakens before I go into the theaters and see it. Uh, I am uh, totally fine with the idea, uh, could be fine with the idea that this is it. This is all we're going to see. But this one more is coming, and I am excited for it. I will definitely be waiting and watching. Definitely going to do a breakdown video or two and a podcast or two, uh, giving you my thoughts and feelings and excitements and nerd chills on that trailer uh and so far so good the road or the journey if you will the force awakens i think has been done very very well going back to the uh, sale of lucasfilm to disney the build-up the choose uh, the selecting uh, the, the of a director and uh the way it's just they've done a great job doing as much as they can to protect jj abrams mystery box and um i uh I think they've. Uh, I think they should be commended for uh, building up the anticipation for something that look we were going to have a high level anticipation regardless, but to do it uh, in such a uh, calculated and measured and controlled manner in this modern age of uh, leaks and scoops, 
is commendable. Who knows? Maybe when the when it's all said and done, we'll discover that there's some dead bodies buried somewhere in the Mojave Desert of uh, film uh, reporters that almost broke scoops that would have destroyed it all. I don't know. Who knows? Disney is pretty powerful. So uh, after that uh, trailer breaks, of course, uh, you tune in back here to Spotlight Star Wars. More on that later and where you can find it. Uh, and I'll do. Uh, I'll probably have a little reaction uh, podcast as well, and you might see me pop up on some reaction videos or something around this town. Um, it seems like every week lately I have a, a theme, and it revolves around Star Wars toys. Uh, why? Why shouldn't it? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm going to turn forty this year in April. And I say that often because I'm not afraid of the number, but it is a big number. And it, when you grow up, uh, you kind of anticipate that uh, your life will have certain things, certain checks by the box by the time you're 40. Maybe a wife, kid, family, uh, husband, kid, family, um, and, and you feel, feel that you're fully functional. Uh, while I, I consider myself somewhat of a, a fully functional uh, uh, person, uh, I am still clearly a kid at heart because... I cannot stop buying Star Wars toys, Star Wars comics, and today, I was out late, I had some stuff to do last night, so I couldn't record last night, so I was going to get up and record a Spotlight Star Wars for y'all early Saturday morning, and I I had some errands to run. Well, part of those errands were to head to my comic book shop, because of my new job over at Screen Junkies, I'm over in Beverly Hills, and I can't get to my comic book shop in Northridge as easy as I'd like to, so I have to go and pick up my comics in bunches, so I went there, and yep, I'm holding in my hand, there's some other comics, which uh, aren't Star Wars, but I'm holding in my hand eight Star Wars comics, seven new ones, one is a variant cover I had to buy, because I'm collecting the ones that are all the uh, classic Kenner figures on the cover, uh, they released one from the Star Destroyer Commander figure, which is an awesome one. That's for Star Wars 9 uh, variant edition. Um, but so let's concentrate on the seven new comics in my hand. Seven new Star Wars comics in my hands. This is released over would be the last three weeks. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read them all, but that's their sound. That is the sound of seven Star Wars comics in my hand. I have the Chewbacca issue one, which I believe now this is uh, just a little short series that we're doing about Chewie. Interesting enough, I got Kanan, which is no longer called Kanan the Last Padawan uh, on the cover. It just says Star Wars Kanan. And in fact, this is issue six, and it has the crew of the ghost on it. Uh, from the TV show Rebels. And, of course, Rebels started this past week. Episode 1, The Lost Commanders, was good with some great things in it for me. Uh, we can get on more on that later. But um, uh, Kanan, it's, it's, that story's growing. Now they're moving on from maybe the Padawan stuff and going just into Kanan himself. You got Darth Vader 10. The cover has Darth's girlfriend on it, which is... Uh, What's her name? Afra is her name. Doctor Afra. Um, uh, interesting character, but uh, it's not my favorite. Darth Vader the comic series has kind of waned for me a little bit, but I'm it's still in my hands. I got Star Wars Ten, the main line. We're back to some Luke stuff here going on, and we got Han Leia and his wife 
alleged wife, Santa Solo. That story's playing out. I actually kind of can't re- wait to read that because I want to see what the Santa Solo stuff is. And then we have uh, part five, issue five of Lando, which I believe is the final one in the series. Short series there. Great cover of Lando playing some cards. Uh, this series has been very good, and it wraps up. Then I have back-to-back, I guess I missed, I maybe haven't bought comics longer than I thought. I got Shattered Empire uh, 2 and 3 with one of the new characters on the cover. The covers kind of look similar, my only complaint, but they look. Uh, the covers are still good. Uh, and uh, this is, uh, uh, I, uh, I hope Shattered Empire uh, does what it sets out to do, which is really pick up the story from Return of the Jedi. So why did I do a pull list there for you guys? Well, just to show you that that's, that's one part, one of my errands, was to buy these seven, actually eight uh, Star Wars comics, and I thought my day was done, but I, I needed to go get a, a hat repaired, so I went to my suit guy, who also is my hat guy, and uh, and uh, this is at my old place of work, the mall over there in Northridge, and I just wandered on down to GameStop. And if you could see me now on this audio podcast, I'm holding my brow in somewhat as exasperation with myself. I stopped by GameStop, not to pick up a video game, but because I had heard rumors. Rumors from across the galaxy that GameStop, at least the one at this particular location, is now selling toys. I cannot turn away from toys, especially if they have the words Star and or Wars on them. And sure enough, GameStop, you are doing good. If your idea is to, as uh, video games become less and less things that you purchase in hard copy form, and, uh, you know, you could download video games very, very easily. So GameStop better uh, better switch their model, and if this is what they're doing, you have my dollars, GameStop. You are not an official sponsor of this show. Maybe you should be. I left with a few Star Wars toys I have in my hand. I wish this was an audio podcast. Um, I have an Obi-Wan Kenobi Funko Pop because it occurred to me I didn't have an Obi-Wan Funko Pop. And you must have an Obi-Wan Funko Pop because Obi-Wan Kenobi is pretty darn key to the Star Wars story. And then I have, proud to say... She's a good-looking girl. I have BB-8, the Funko Pop of BB-8. It was the last one on the shelf. Um, I uh, I felt I needed it. Um, I'm, I'm not a giant BB-8 fan. I like BB-8. Um, the concept looks great. It looks fun. It looks like it's very much part of Star Wars. Uh, I think they've done a great job of that. But um, as you know, I think I'm, I'm gravitating more to Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma and Rey and Finn. And uh, BB-8's maybe one of my uh, secondary characters of anticipation going into the movie. But I knew that if I didn't pick up this BB-8 Funko Pop at some point in my life, I'd be paying a lot more money for it. So uh, that is what I did. I picked up the BB-8. And uh, you think I'm done there? No. No, no, I'm not done. (sighs) But I got it for a bargain. I got it for a bargain. It looks so great in the package here. And I was really, I think I've talked about it on the show. It comes with a quote on the back of the box. It says, This may smell bad, kid, but it'll keep you warm until I get the shelter up. Ugh. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah, that's right. I got the Black Series 
Han Solo in Hoth gear with Tauntaun, uh, which is, I'm guessing, right before it dies because it's standing upright in this box. Um, and I'm checking, nope, there's no slot to slip in your Luke Skywalker uh, Black Series in Hoth. Uh, though if they did that, that would be awesome. That is right, I picked up this Black Series. You know I love the Black Series. And uh, when I saw this was coming out, and this was coming out a while ago, I was still over on Jedi, Allow- Jedi Alliance. I almost said Jedi allowance because that's what I need more allowance to buy my toys. Uh, when I uh, was on Jedi Alliance, I saw that this was coming out, and uh, I kept saying to myself, going to spend it, going to spend the money. Uh, it was for sale. Uh, uh, the retail price that I saw going around when it came out was like $75. And I just, uh, you know, 75 that's a commitment. But GameStop, because time has passed. See, wait, kids. Wait on your toys. Time has passed, and I was able to pick up this... Han and Tauntaun for twenty nine ninety five. That's right, a sale of uh, savings, I should say, of forty dollars off the original asking price. Patience, my young Padawan. Patience, and you will get the toys that you need at a fair market price. Um, but here I am again. I'm running out of room in my house, in my apartment, in my life for Star Wars toys. I can't do it anymore, kids. I can't do it anymore, yet here I am. So I'm confessing to you now that clearly I am addicted to collecting Star Wars toys. This is, I keep saying, a great time to be a Star Wars fan, but it is causing me a lot of problems in my pocketbook, in my room, dare I say my social life. I know what you're saying out there, Ken. How dare you? You are living the dream. Don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Keep buying the Star Wars toys. Don't worry. I will still buy the Star Wars toys. However... I don't know if this can keep going. I wish they would stop. Stop releasing all these cool things. These are things that I would have just been over the moon for as a child. And that's, I think, part of the reason I was talking to a friend of mine last night about this uh, issue. Uh, She's a big Star Wars fan. uh, And uh, she uh, doesn't have the toys, doesn't have the affliction definitely appreciates a good star wars toy but uh has a maybe a couple items and uh she said these words i just never got into toys i wish i could say those words because i am buried in star wars toys i am going to die alone with my funko pops it is it is i don't know what i'm going to do i'm thinking of seeking counseling or at least asking yoda for help which means I'll probably have to buy a motorized Yoda counseling doll. Is that a thing? It should be a thing. Please, make it a thing. I've got these comics to read, and, uh, you know, Marvel's been doing a good job with the comics. Some hits or misses every now and then, but overall, I think they're doing a great job with the series. Um, But I just wonder, after Force Awakens, is all this going to keep going? And that's maybe the question I ask out there to you guys today. Um, Is is this going to keep going? Is this just all about a push? To The Force Awakens, and let's get this movie out. And yes, Rogue One's coming. And yes, uh, we've got uh, Star Wars 8. We've got uh, all the stuff coming down the line. But, um, you know, uh, is it uh, is it going to taper off at all? Are the, are the next five years going to be like this? Because I will absolutely 
run out of room. There's that's not even a joke. Like um, <laughs> that's just that is that is not a joke. That I've got a problem. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna still buy them. They're just so damn cool. This Black Series stuff is so cool. And I got the Kylo Ren like I talked about last week, and the box was bent uh, and ripped, uh, and so I, I couldn't display it on the wall. So I did, in fact, take it into work. And I, for the first time ever, and I've held some other Black Series figures in my hands, but for the first time ever in my collecting life, I opened up a Black Series box and I uh, got it on my uh, countertop at work. Um, And it's a great figure, man. That Kylo Ren is, they've done a spectacular job with it. It is awesome. Um, I kind of want to open up this Han on the Tauntaun. I kind of want to do it. Should I do it? Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Follow me at Catnapsock. Join the conversation and tell me, should I open this Han in the Tauntaun? Because I've opened up the uh, Black Series uh, speeder bike. I should say that. Um, I may, oh, you know, I should clarify. When I say I opened up the Kylo Ren, it's the first figure out of the, just the figure out of the box. I, of course, opened up the Jabba and the Jabba the Hutt and the Salacious B. Crumb and the ATSD, and I had that on the, the countertop at Jedi Lines. But as far as just the figures, I have them all displayed in my room, the, the individual boxes. That's what I meant there. I apologize to you, maybe just to myself. Um, but I'm thinking I'm opening up this Tauntaun. It just looks so damn good. It just looks, and the and the Luke with the Wampa looks good too. That might be next on my list. But I think I'm gonna have to open up this Han Solo with the Tauntaun and maybe display it somewhere. Take up less room than just the box. As a helicopter flies overhead to take me away, let's go to some hashtag Spotlight Star Wars questions. If you're kind of new to the show, if you're kind of listening, here's what we do. You can go follow me on Twitter, if you aren't already, at KenNapsock, N-A-P-Z-O-K. Then hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and ask me a question. Join the conversation. Maybe I have something I pose to you or maybe you have something you're posing to me. Uh, and let's uh, let's go for uh, what's some of the questions. I, and I, I don't really prep these. I just go down the list. This show is a a monologue. It's me just talking to you about Star Wars. So, uh, James Chi, Chi Man 1000, uh, he writes in a lot. He says, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Which Rebels character is most likely to appear in a live-action film? Which Rebels character is most likely to appear in a live-action film? I think this is is most likely, if you're going to have a Rebels character appear in a film, in a live-action film, unless you're going to make a Rebels one separately, it's it's most likely going to be Rogue One. Uh, that just simply, of course, makes sense. The timelines and everything lines up. And I think things that are happening in Rebels could very well lead up to Rogue One. I don't think in a major way, I mean, potentially in a major way, but I think you're still going to see... Uh, the rebel stands somewhat alone um, before it, uh, without completely tying into Rogue One. But that said, which character from Rebels would appear in Rogue One is essentially James's question to me, and I think it will be Kanan. I think it will be Kanan. I I I could get it and take an argument for Ezra Bridger, um, Sabine, Hera. Uh, Zeb, I don't think you'll see Chopper. Maybe it's Chopper. Maybe the that's the easiest one to do, right? Is Chopper the, the little astromech droid? Mm, the fart bot? No, I don't know. 
Kanan just to me seems to have the most weight. Uh, look, Ahsoka. I'd love to see. I don't know. I'd love. I I could get behind the idea of Ahsoka in Rogue One or any kind of Star Wars live action property. Um, it just would be weird to me because it's a character so defined and created in an animated form. It might be distracting. Um, and then if you're not having Ashley Eckstein do the voice, that could be distracting a little bit. Not that the voice is completely distinct, but Ashley Eckstein does a great job with it. Um, so I don't know, but I think Kanan just kind of makes the most sense. It's the character to me that has the most weight. That said, they got the Kanan comic book. Maybe they're saying we just want to focus on him in that form, animated, and the stuff leading up to Rebels coming out of Rebels. Look, Ezra's, or Ezra Bridger is a younger character with a great big spotlight on on him. Um, so maybe it's just my own personal bias because Ezra is not my favorite character from from the series. Uh, but Kanan is, and then Ahsoka just overall. But, uh, James, if you're putting a lightsaber to my neck, I'm choosing uh, uh, Kanan. Um, and the Kill Chair asks, at Kill Chair, are your figure tableaus documented in pictures or only in description? Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Uh, I think you're referencing just all my toys. I, there's pictures of things everywhere. And as a kid, I used to take pictures of my figures in the action scenes I used to create with them. They're, they're there some way. But that was more with G.I. Joe's than it was Star Wars. But now, maybe Kill Chair, maybe you've inspired me just to start taking pictures of my um, current Star Wars toy collection and posting them somewhere uh, in, the, uh, in the atmosphere there. Um, Eric Barrios, Eric Barrios, excuse me, Eric Barrios asks, and uh, he's at, at, at Eric with a K, Barrios 1, uh, Spotlight Star Wars, will we see a Rebels comic book line due to the success of Kanan comic in the show? Good question, Eric. Um, I could see, and this again could be something I could see coming after The Force Awakens when you're kind of getting the push away, uh, the Force push, if you will, away from uh, all the Force Awakens stuff, and then you start building up for 8 and Rogue One. It might be a good time to kind of keep some stuff going and put in a, a Rebels comic. Um, I don't know what it would focus on, but uh, hey, maybe it's maybe it doesn't have to be on the rebels team the crew the ghost maybe maybe it's from the imperial side maybe it's a little inquisitor action uh maybe a little bit more on that maybe vader tarkin and the empire during that time and how they're dealing maybe with these upstart rebel cells that could be interesting no i don't know i don't know uh russ at r T U R C twenty two says I officially seen it all in the Star Wars marketing push and R two D two showerhead, um, and also news this week broke of a Darth Vader showerhead, uh, and I gotta tell you, uh, looks cool. I will not be purchasing any Star Wars showerheads. I just that that is just like I don't have any of the Star Wars coffee creamers either. Uh, there's some things I think I don't want to say too far because it's all in good fun. That I get. But um, you're not going to see me have an R2-D2 scrub me down in a shower. I'll tell you that. Jessica Beardsley, uh, Jess R. Beardsley on Twitter says, uh, My brother showed me the new Rebels trailer. This is on October 13th. I got chills. They're multiplying. They're electrifying. And she asks, What do you think, Jessica? Thanks for listening. You always got great questions. Uh, that Star Wars Rebels trailer for Season 2 is spectacular if you haven't seen it already even if you've watched episode one the lost commanders 
go and watch that trailer. It is great. It's it, it's it seems like a lot of great things coming in the season, and that's important to say. And I'll get into a little bit of a Rebels discussion now. It's important to say because the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, I had a love like relationship with it uh not hate i definitely didn't hate it liked it but uh i didn't love it all the time but i loved how it ended season one i loved the in june they had the first two episodes uh, with vader great the trailer comes out and it's amazing and in episode one the lost commanders uh uh, me and harloff battled over this a little bit i didn't enjoy the episode as much as i wanted to um you bring back captain rex and some of the clones uh and you know you got clones and ahsoka and all this stuff and you're building up the rebellion and i'm like i'm all in and um the episode was kind of an introductory episode captain rex and his two clones uh clone buddies are hanging out on this weird planet and they've they've turned a uh, former uh, you know an old clone walker um uh, troop transport thing they turned it into an rv basically and and you got this crazy one who's a crazy clone with like this weird voice and hey, he's laughing and giggling and it turns into a fishing trip. They're going around looking for this tremors like worm, Zeb's the bait. And I didn't, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't that it was bad. I just, the problem I'm having with Rebels, and I know some people have this with Clone Wars. And I get it. Number one, they're gearing it towards children. Uh, don't forget that. It is on Disney XD. Uh, and also, as Christian did point out to me correctly, they got like 22 episodes. They got to they stretch the season a little bit. So I understand all that, all right? I, I like to consider myself a common-sense-based person. I can get behind some of those arguments. But what I don't like that Rebels does sometimes, they did it last year with Lando. You have Billy D. Williams returning as Lando Calrissian. That's big. That's actually big news to have Lando actually back doing the voice. And... The episode, I, I don't remember it much other than they. I thought they really did a good job with capturing the essence of Lando, just like they have in the comic book. Um, but the episode was like him chasing this like puffer pig fish or something. Like, what's going on? Like, if you're bringing me back Lando, I want it to be good. I want it to really be about Lando, not some puffer pig fish that's on his little farm. I don't want that. Don't give me that. And so that's what it was. It was like I was very excited for Captain Rex to come back. It was... They play it very well in the trailer. In Star Wars Celebration, we, that's when the first time we saw that Rex was coming back, and that looked great. And uh, the, the episode's about them going, you know, it's not all about it. I get it. There's subtext. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the episode was about them kind of fishing for this big Tremors-like worm, and um, the plot re revolved around that. Look, it ends great. You got uh, Adat Walkers are coming for him. Uh, the em Empire's coming for him. It's good, but all this to say, the episode was slightly disappointing for me, but I'm not worried, and I'm not overly critical of it, because that trailer, the one that Jessica's mentioning here, that trailer is amazing, and I almost want to watch it again to gear up for the season and hope that the episodes meet. Uh, the expectation is the trailer is setting. Um, so uh, we've got... Um, Patrick Barman. Patrick Barman asks, question for hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Do you think the anthology movies will be popular among the non-super fans? Patrick, good question. I don't know. I don't know. Does Star Wars have name value? Absolutely it has name value. It absolutely does. But a lot of people, I know a lot of people who are Star Wars fans, not as deep as 
deep as I am or some of my friends in the Star Wars media for sure. But they're fans. They they grew up with it. They're like me. They can they can watch the first three movies and quote them. They have some collector stuff. And they are not a hundred percent sure what Rogue One is. In a couple of cases, I, I, I can tell you my friends probably aren't even 100% sure the movie's coming out. Like, they don't know. If I was to say, you excited for Star Wars Rogue One, they'd be like, I don't play video games. Like, you know what I mean? So, Patrick, you have a very good point here or a very good question for us to ponder on Spotlight Star Wars. I am anticipating Rogue One. You guys are anticipating Rogue One. But is the general public anticipating Rogue One? I don't know. I don't think so. Which counters one of my own arguments when I found out about at the end of Force Awakens you're probably looking at some kind of post-credit scene, post-credit teaser, and a lot of people are saying, well, it probably will be for Rogue One, and I am on record saying I don't want anything after my credits for Star Wars. Don't do that to me. It's tradition. Just let the song and the scores play out and let it fade to black. But I can't understand it, the argument made and was made to me on the show by Christian and Mark Ellis when we talked about it on Schmoes. No, that look, a lot of people are general Star Wars fans and they don't quite understand what Rogue One is. So you might need to get them uh, a little piece and give it to them and see what they're going to do with it. So, um, Patrick, we'll find out in 2016, a year, uh, a little more than a year away. I'm excited for Rogue One. I'm sure you are too, Patrick. Uh, great question. We'll find out. Uh, final one I'm going to take today from Michael Conradical. Michael, that is that is a great name if I'm saying it right. Conradical? Con, Con, it's the only, it, it looks like Conradical. With Radical. I like it. Michael, that is a great name, uh, but I even love more your Twitter handle, at boredom underscore ensues. Uh, Michael asks, is there anything in particular you're hoping to see from the full uh, The Force Awakens trailer? Which, uh, again, coming out Monday. Wrapping it back to that. Uh, I will say this. Uh, what am I looking to see? Michael, very little. Very little. However, I want to see a little bit more. I want everything to kind of still be on Jakku that I'm seeing. And maybe on that snow planet. I don't want to see much any other things and it seems and i was having this discussion with some star wars fans it seems as though the stuff we're seeing and all the promos is just kind of it's two planets i know there's a third planet or, or, or other setting that the x-wings and poe dameron stuff seems to be on another planet or underneath an, at least another setting but for the most part you're seeing the first order on a snow planet and you're seeing uh ray and finn on jakku and the falcon and all the stuff there so um and what we've seen also from even like battlefront it's jakku um, so I, I want to keep it to that. I don't want anything new, uh, planet wise or location to be revealed unless it's just a very quick shot. Make me go, Ooh, that planet's all water or something like that. Um, I'd like to see that. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of Phasma in action. I do not want to hear voices. I know some of that stuff's already out there. Uh, I don't want to hear much of voices, maybe a little Phasma voice. Maybe a little, maybe maybe the character goes, "Hello, I'm Captain Phasma," um, and then uh, nothing from Ren. I don't want to see anything that Andy Serkis is. I don't want to see Max von Sydow. I don't want to see any of that. Uh, maybe a little more from General Hux, but I don't. I'd like to just see some some expanded versions of what we've already seen because I just don't want to see as much. But Michael asks, "Is technically technically his question is, is there anything in particular?" And I'll tell you what it is. 
And Josh Tapia, JTE over in Schmoes No Screen Junkies Land, he said it, and I agree. What I would like this trailer to have is one quick shot with some lightsabers humming and lightsabers connecting. We've already seen Kylo Ren. We've seen a little clip of Boyega holding a lightsaber, which very well could be Luke's lightsaber from A New Hope, which would make it Anakin's. Um, I just want that. Maybe at the end. Just some lightsabers connecting. Give me that. Nerd chills ensue. You already have my money, JJ. But you're going to have my soul if you do that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Michael, good question. And that's what we got for Spotlight Star Wars this week. The trailer is coming. I've got, until then, toys to play with, comics to read. So much stuff this Star Wars right now. If you are not a Star Wars fan, I actually pity you. I pity you. It's it's all around you. I can only imagine. It's, you know, like I'm not a giant superhero fan. And so when it's nothing but Age of Ultron or DC this, DC that, I get a, I pull out a little bit mentally. But I, I'm all in on Star Wars, as you know. But for those who aren't Star Wars fans, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But let us have this. This is Spotlight Star Wars. And this is the last time you'll hear... Spotlight Star Wars on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I still hope you stay subscribed to the Knapsack Files podcast feeds uh, because we're still doing all the, all, all the stuff over there. Alicia Malone's film school will be back in session and I've got some regular interviews coming and more things possibly on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. But Spotlight Star Wars, starting with uh, episode 26, will no longer be on the Knapsack Files podcast feed because I'm happy to announce we have started and you can subscribe later in the week. Uh, We have started Force Center and the Force Center podcast feed. You will be able to find it. You can find it on Twitter already. So go to at Force Center pod, P-O-D, at Force Center Pod and follow and stand by to stand by because we will have a lot of stuff. And I keep saying we. Well, Ken, who, who do you mean we? Uh, I'm going into this little racket with my good friend Joseph Scrimshaw. That's right. From me, the co-creator of Jedi Alliance, and Joseph Scrimshaw, the current co-host of Jedi Alliance and a great, renowned Star Wars comedian, we are bringing you Force Center, which will have Spotlight Star Wars. It will have a show called Force Center, and we'll also have a special show from Joseph Scrimshaw and some other contributors that we're working on gathering right now. It's going to be small. It's going to be humble. But it's going to be its own feed. Nothing but Star Wars. I want you to subscribe to that. You can't go on iTunes right now and get it because I've got to get some stuff ready and get the RSS feed over to iTunes. That's just housekeeping. But you can go to Twitter and follow at Force Center Pod and do the same thing. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and send me a question for next week's episode and uh, tell me uh, what you would like in a Star Wars show because what it Force Center is going to be its own show, the main show. But um, like I said, Spotlight Star Wars will be there. Uh, Scrimshaw is going to have some stuff. Tweet me hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and hashtag Force Center Pod after you follow it at Force Center Pod. Tell me what would you want 
on a Star Wars podcast. What do you want to hear from my mind? What do you want to hear from Joseph Scrimshaw? And maybe what kind of contributors would you like to have on the podcast feed? I'm very excited to do this, and it's only being done because you out there listening, my small but mighty Star Wars listening audience, I don't have any big show anymore. I'm not on Jedi Alliance and never was on Jedi Council. I'm not any of these other big shows. I don't get invited to all this. I don't get invited to all that. It don't matter to me because I'm sitting here with you, my fans, Spotlight Star Wars, my fans on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. So now almost uh, the journey is going along. We're, you're along with me on this journey. Uh, we're going to go over to Force Center podcast feed, the Force Center begins soon it'll be your source to explore and celebrate the star wars saga so that is it for now until next time i'm ken napsock may that force thing kind of always sort of remain around you <laughs>